What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So the Royals made a couple moves. They signed a couple guys, and I just want to talk about that since we don't talk much about the Kansas City Royals. Well, I mean, we do when it's warranted, but being a small market team, they're just not doing a whole lot. So they signed Mike Miner and Michael A. Taylor. So Mike Miner agreed to a deal with the Royals, and it's a multi-year deal. Um, MLB Trade Rumors predicted he would get a one-year, $6 million deal, and he's going to surpass that. The full details of the deal are not quite known yet. All we know is that it's a multi-year deal, and he's going to surpass the one-year prediction. So there's that. I mean, this will actually be Mike Miner's second time in a Royals uniform because he previously pitched for them in 2017. He actually signed with them on a two-year deal prior to the 2016 season, although he missed all of 2016 recovering from a shoulder injury, and that also caused him to miss all of 2015. But after those two lost years, he actually pitched really well in a relief role in 2017, where he posted a 2.55 ERA over 77 and two-thirds innings out of the Royals' bullpen. So, so then from there, he went on to sign a three-year $28 million deal as a free agent with the Rangers, and that you know, resumed his career as a starter where he displayed much of that same solid form that made him a really valued member of the Braves from 2010 to 2014. So, you know, over 365 and a third innings between 2018 and 2019, Mike Miner posted a 384 ERA. He even finished ninth in the AL Cy Young voting in 2019. Although 2020, this most recent season, was a much tougher experience for him. I mean, a 5.56 ERA, over 56 and two-thirds innings with the Rangers and A's. I mean, he was traded to Oakland at the trade deadline. I mean, his home run rate was a career-high 15.7%, and his hard hit rate jumped up to 40.4%. You know, these are crazy numbers. So, I mean, his stat cast number wasn't – his stat cast numbers weren't pretty, but, you know, his elite fastball spin rate still put him in the 97th percentile of pitchers. So – I mean, because of that, you know, some ERA predictors and other things like that were a bit more sympathetic to his performance. Even though he pitched to a five and a half ERA, they put him more around like a four and a half ERA guy. So we'll see. But I mean, the Royals now will have Miner joining Danny Duffy as the veteran staples of that rotation. And then, you know, they'll have youngsters like Brady Singer and Chris Bubich who are looking to build off their rookie seasons. And they'll probably be looking at other guys, too. I'm sure Brad Keller will be back there. But, yeah, uh, the Royals have brought Mike Miner back to Kansas City. And, yeah, there's been a fair bit of action on the pitching market. I mean, I mean, we saw the two qualifying offers, Stroman and Gosman, Charlie Morton, Drew Smiley, Robbie Ray to the Blue Jays. And now we have Mike Miner to the Royals. The other Royals signing is Michael A. Taylor, as I mentioned. He's signing a one-year $1.75 million deal. So he became a free agent in October after seven seasons with the Nationals. The Nationals decided to cut ties with him because they didn't want to give him a raise over the, you know, three point, what was it? What did they pay him last year? They paid him $3.75 million last year, I think. I'm sorry, give me a second. I just had the number, just had the number. I could be wrong. Um, anyway, it, it was it was above three three million dollars. 
what they paid him last year. They, they were due to give him a raise, and they decided to cut ties. And he's going to be going to the Royals instead on a one-year, $1.75 million deal. So Michael A. Taylor, we all know, um, he has some potential. You know, he has some power and speed potential. But it's just been weird because he hasn't really been consistent. He's been a strikeout machine, um, high strikeout percentage. I mean, this dude has a 31.4 career strikeout rate. And that's well above the MLB average of 21.6. That's why they call him Michael K. Taylor. So although he's a terrific athlete, he needs to make contact more often. That's the issue. He, he plays great defense in center field. Phenomenal defense in center field. But his career numbers, you know, a 686 career OPS kind of tells you what you need to know. His bat isn't there. His bat really is not there. But the Royals needed an outfielder, and that's what they're going to get with Michael A. Taylor. Oh, yeah, so I looked at that number. It was $3.325 million they paid him last year. And, um, you know, that, they, were, they were supposed to give him a raise on that. But after a rough 2020 season, they let him go. I mean, so if we look back at Michael A. Taylor's 2017 season, he was very solid in 2017. He hit 271 with a 320 on base, 486 slugging with 19 homers, 23 doubles, 3 triples, 17 steals, and great defense in center field. He played 118 games that season and was still worth about three wins above replacement. So, and that's in 118 games. So we've seen what he can do, but, you know, he hasn't really done much, you know, since then. And yeah, so the Royals need an outfielder, really. That's what they wanted. Taylor could be a platoon partner for Franchi Cordero, who was a left-handed hitter. But if he's able to show us what he did in 2017, he could earn a bigger role and just play every day. I mean, the the Royals outfield mixes is, is not clear. Obviously, they're losing Alex Gordon to retirement, so they have a lot of openings. And they have spots, so they'll find a place for him to play. But that's what's going on in Kansas City. Small market, but hey, you know, we'll we'll cover every single team at some point. That's, that's just what we do. Every single team deserves to be talked about. If they make a move, we'll, you know, we'll talk about it. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.